Good morning, sunrisers. Good morning. I think that means we rotate into God when, when we're the sunrise itself, but anyway. Okay. So, hey, you guys in the lobby, come on. Let's get, get with the program here. Good morning, my name is Byron. They'll turn the mic down a little bit. And uh, I'll be your announcement server this morning. Can I get you started with some water? It's in the lobby. Get it yourself. All right. So we have just a couple of announcements, and then we'll get going on our speeded up, ramped up, enhanced morning services with Discovery Groups. Um, early registration pricing, if you want to save a little moolah for kids day camp is closing so if you have kids and you want them to go to that day camp because you value time without your kids make sure you sign up for that holy week it's just around the corner um, and we're going to have some special stuff there's a holy week calendar in the foyer or in the back and um, a devotional kind of thing and then pastor dennis is sending out a script to help you with monday thursday so um, and then there's going to be a Good Friday service, which is on Good Friday. Ironic, but it, it is. Um, <laughs> and then um, we're going to have a partnership class coming up April 26th, 3rd, Sunday. Ironic again. Anyway, so we hope you, if you're not a partner with Sunrise, we hope you'll become a partner as a part of uh, attending that class. Gives you a chance to find out about Sunrise and uh, all of the things that go on around here. All right, let's get started. Yeah, thanks, Byron. Yes, it is sunny. It's a good day. It doesn't quite feel like spring, but it's, at least it's sunny out this morning. Um, I'm Dan, the worship director here, so why don't you guys stand with us? Um, uh, daylight savings is weeks behind us, so we're all bright-eyed. We're ready to go, right? So we're going to start things off with some high energy. I thank God. So let's sing together. Let's worship. Believe my doubts are burning 
like ashes in the wind. So, so long to my old friends. Burden and bitterness, you can just keep them moving. Now nah, you ain't welcome here. From now till I walk the streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This wayward son has found his way back home. You pick me up, you turn me around, you place my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because you healed my heart. You changed my name, forever free. I'm not the same, I thank the master, I thank the savior. Lost another one, I am free. Yes, I am free. I am free. I lost another one, I am free. I am free. I am. Let's celebrate together. Hell lost another one, I am free. Yes, I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free. Oh, I am free. Yes, I am free. You feel my heart, you change my name, forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior, I thank God.
It's so good to praise you, Jesus. To think on your goodness. To think on your holiness and your glory. Let's just spend a, a minute or two individually just expressing our thankfulness to God for his goodness and his holiness in our lives. Thank you for your sacrifice, the blood that washes away all the sin, makes us white as snow. Thank you, Jesus, for that sacrifice. And we can be blameless and spotless before you. Jesus, you are good. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Remember Niger Coalition's mission is to unify people and mobilize resources to expand quality educational opportunities in Niger, West Africa, the least developed country in the world. Together with our partners in Niger, we work diligently to ensure that thousands of Nigerian children attend school and receive a quality education. We are motivated by the scripture, Matthew 25, verse 40. The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When we first started out, we were working with the Evangelical Church of Niger. They had a vision of education to start schools through local churches. What we do is we come alongside of them and help them realize their vision for education in their community. We've since that time we've branched out and we've worked, we do now work with other denominations, associations, and other groups that are working to realize um, a vision of education in their community. I think that's one of the great joys of what we're doing is that we have the opportunity to come alongside of people. I am the fifth daughter in my family and the first to have the opportunity to be enrolled in school. I'm now in the 12th grade. I feel so lucky to be where I am. I thank Remember Niger. I started with so many others who dropped out or gave up after elementary school when they couldn't pass the first exam. But I did pass it thanks to the support of Remember Niger. 
The thing I wish for after I find a job is to be useful for Niger, to encourage other girls to go to school so they can be useful to our country too, to develop it. This partnership with Remember Niger has enabled us to develop our school's infrastructure. In the beginning, we had only one block of three classrooms. Today we have four blocks of three classrooms each, which equals 12 classes total. You can see the progression from three classes before to 12 classes now. That represents enormous development here over these past 10 years. This partnership has given many students access to an education. Also thanks to Remember Niger, we have been able to offer computer science training. That has enabled them today to feel at ease when they are continuing their studies at other schools where computer knowledge is required. You know, in 20 years, hopefully I'll, we'll be able to look back and, um, you know, we'll be supporting over 10,000 students or 20,000 students and we'll have maybe 50 uh, church partners, organizations that we're working with. Well, good morning. It's a morning. it's a pleasure to be with all of you today. It always feels like kind of like I'm coming home when I come to Sunrise. So, thank you so much for having me today. Um, yeah. So, I see a lot of new faces out there. So, let me just reintroduce myself. My name is Kara Vanderkamp. I am the executive director of the Remember Niger Coalition, and. Uh, about 15 years ago, I was sent to Niger by the Presbyterian Church uh, as a missionary to work with the Evangelical Church of Niger. And as you saw in the video, they have a vision for education in their country, and they want to start schools through their local churches. And so my job was to help them start schools. And yes, that happened. We started a couple of schools. But I realized pretty quickly on that the way in which maybe I could be more helpful, they, they have this great vision, they have a great plan, but they really needed more partners from the U.S. in, the, in order to be able to realize their vision. And so I came back to the U.S. and with the help of really great people, we started the Remember Niger Coalition. And you can see that since that time, we've been able to accomplish, accomplish a lot. And a big part of the reason for that is because, there's two reasons really, we have great partners in Niger, partners who own and operate their schools and have a wonderful heart and vision for what they're doing, and because of partners like you here in the United States. And really, Sunrise has been with us almost from the beginning. 
uh, we started, you've been very active in your support, and one way, one way in which you've done that is through Rally for Niger's. Um, they, the, I think this is the first rally, maybe it might be the second. Um, but running, biking, walking, I think one year we had a cook-off. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. You sent a group of people to Niger to meet our partners there and visit the schools, do activities with the children. Uh, you have supported the construction of six classrooms in Niger. And you have sponsored over 100 children through individuals in your congregation. And that's really important because Without your support, these kids would not have an opportunity to go to school. So my hope for today is that by the end of my message, you will have a better understanding of the impact that you're having in Niger, and you'll be encouraged by that. Uh, before we go to the scripture verse, I would like us to bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day that you've given to us. Thank you so much that we have this opportunity to come together in fellowship and worship you and learn more about you. Father, I just pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds, so that we can hear what you have to teach us today. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. So the passage today, the verse that we're looking at comes from Matthew 9. And the verse that we're going to focus in on is Matthew 9, 13. And, but I wanted to give a little bit of context to that verse. So I'm going to start at verse 9. And excuse me while I turn and read from the, the screen. Uh, it says, As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. So I desire mercy. I desire love, not sacrifice. This passage, it, actually, this is Jesus' is quoting from the Old Testament, from Hosea, when he says that. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And as I was thinking about this verse and what I wanted to say today, and I was meditating on it and reading a lot of different commentaries, um, I found a couple of different things. First of all, this quote it, you'll find throughout the New Testament. It's a theme of the Bible, and it's particularly a theme of Jesus' ministry. And... You also will find in the commentaries this prevailing idea that Jesus is not saying that I don't like sacrifices. Rather, he's saying love is primary. Love is important. The reason why you do something matters. The motivation between, behind your words and your actions 
matter. In fact, it makes all the difference in the world. And Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 13. He writes, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and I give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then down in verse 8 he says, love never fails. Remember that, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And then verse 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So I want to tell you a story. This is the story of Shehu. He's the man in this picture. He's about 70 years old. And about 65 years ago, when he was five years old, his brother would watch the cattle, watch the animals, the cows, the goats, the sheep, for a missionary couple. And one day, Shehu told me this story, one day he and his mother went to the missionary's house to collect the money and for his brother's job. And the way Shehu tells the story is his mom knocked on the door and the missionary woman opened the door and she looked at Shehu and she said, do you want to go to school? And Shehu said, yes, I want to go to school. And so um, Shehu, went, she sent him and cared for him and uh, he went to the primary boarding school, the missionary primary boarding school where he thrived. He did very well. He went on to middle school and high school. He earned a scholarship to go to Nigeria, where he studied to be an English teacher, came back to Niger, and he taught English for many years in the Nigerian uh, school system and worked his way up into administration. And uh, eventually, when I met him, he and the leaders of his church wanted to start a school and in their community, for their community kids. And I asked him, I said, as we always ask our new partners, why do you want to start a school? And he looked at me and he told me the story and he said, Kira, I want to ask the children in my community the same question that that missionary asked me. Do you want to go to school? And for me, this is such a powerful story because it shows, it demonstrates how that one act of love permeated throughout not only Shehu's life, but now the lives of all those people in his community and those people around him. They have a thriving school in Madawa where Shehu was, where he started this school. It's all the way through sixth grade. Last year, they graduated their first sixth grade class, and all of those students passed with excellence and are now in middle school. And in fact, more recently, the government recognized the school as a school of excellence. And I just, 
Think about all of these lives that are now being impacted. All of these children have the opportunity to go to a Christian school where they get to hear and experience the gospel message. And in fact, what I love about this story is, you're a part of this story also. This is the school where you uh, helped build three classrooms. When you sent the group to Niger, they spent a fair amount of time at this school doing activities with the kids. And so you get to be a part of the story. And, and who knows the ways in which those acts of love are going to continue on. Love never fails. And in fact, this story doesn't end there because Shehu, after he retired, he went, whoops, sorry, let me go back. Maybe I won't go back. Shehu went, uh, went to another city where he and the leaders of the church there started another school. And that was just a few years ago. And that school is already doing well. We just built another three classrooms there. And um, you can see there they are. Merci beaucoup outside of, outside of that school. But thousands of more lives are going to be impacted because of that first act of love. And we have other opportunities this year uh, to impact children in Niger, our brothers and sisters in Niger. This is a school in a village that's about 15 or 20 miles away from Madawa. And it's an interesting village. It's called Gidan Arna. It's called the Spirit Village. That's what it literally translates to into English. And it's called that because it's a little bit unusual. It's a mix of Christians, Muslims, and animists. And the pastor of the church there, he saw what was going on in Madawa, and he and his congregation came together and they said, we want to do that in our village but we want to do it a little bit differently. We don't, we don't want to start a separate school. We want to support the public school here because we believe that that's going to be the greatest witness for our village, is for us to work with the school that's here. I mean, there's about 200 kids in that particular school. And so they came to us and said, you know, would you consider uh, supporting the construction of classrooms and supporting our school. And so that was about a year ago. And after prayerfully considering it and having more conversations, we decided that God was calling us to do just that. And so moving out in faith and in God's grace, we believe that we will be able to uh, construct three classrooms this year. And you can see right now, the kids sit on the floor, they have very few supplies, and uh, yeah, it's who knows where all of this is going to lead. The chief of the village uh, is a Christian, and his children go to the school, and just a few weeks ago, I was asking him, you know, well, what do you want your, your son to be? And he said, well, maybe he'll be president of Niger, you know, and so you just don't know. You don't know where all of this is going to lead. The other opportunity that we have this year is this is a group of girls who attend the same school that Shehu went to, the Christian boarding school, and they come from a people group called the Fulani, which maybe some of you have heard. They're a nomadic group, and so 
while they do have villages, they're often, they often move around with their animals when it's the dry season. They have to go look for plants and green things for their, for their animals to eat. And so about two years ago, the director of the boarding school came to us and he said, you know, we have this opportunity. There's a, a Fulani village. They want their girls to go to school. And because their parents move around, they want them to go to this school, to the boarding school where they can stay. Would you sponsor nine of these girls? And, you know, again, we were like, yeah, this is a great opportunity. So these are the girls right here, and you can see these beautiful faces, how happy they are. Well, just a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, the director came to me and he said, there's 10 more girls. Can, can you get them sponsored? Can you find them sponsors? And I said, well, you pray, and I'll go out and look for sponsors. And so we have 10 more girls who are actually out in the bush somewhere with their parents uh, waiting for sponsorships. Love never fails. <clears throat> we don't know what's going to happen in these girls' lives. We don't know the impact that we're gonna have by sending them to school, into a Christian school where they get to experience the love of Christ. We don't know. I think that's the beautiful thing about Shehu's story is the fact that the missionary, she died about 25 years ago. She doesn't know the impact of her love and that's the truth about all of us. We don't always know, and most of the time I think we don't know, the impact of our love in the lives of the people around us. 1 Corinthians 13, the last verse in there, in that passage says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And I remember one time hearing a pastor on the radio talk about that verse. And he said, you know, the reason why love is the greatest is because when all is said and done, and you're in heaven, you're with God, you're with Jesus, he said, you will no longer need faith. Your hope will have been realized, but love will continue. And that's the truth, isn't it? Like when you think about that missionary, she, she's, with, she's in glory with God right now. But that love, that God's love, that flowed through her into the lives around her, that continues. And just to kind of finish up with it, going back to the original verse in Matthew 9, 13, where God says, I, I, um, I desire love, not sacrifice. It makes me think about the greatest sacrifice, right? The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Think about that. Think about the impact that that still has thousands of years later. It's still transforming lives, right? Think about your own life, the way in which God, Jesus, is changing you, molding you, and then the impact in the world. I think that Jesus calls all of us to, to be like him. I think we're all called to make sacrifices in our own way, in love, right? That's the most important thing, in love. And in that way, we change the world. We change the lives of people around us. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, thank you so much uh, for your love and for the sacrifice that you made for us. We thank you that we have this opportunity to love those pe love our brothers and sisters in Niger and to make a profound difference in a country that's so far away. I just pray that you would continue to fill all of us with your love so full that it flows out, out of us into the lives of those around us. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Let's do our closing song together. As we do that, uh, let's bless God with our tithes and offerings as well. There's a bucket in the back. There's the QR code behind me. Um, let's just, let's give, Lord, give to the Lord, let's give generously. And let's, let's worship together. Sing, is he worthy? Do you feel the world is broken? Feel the shadows deepen. We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? It's all creation groaning. Coming. Is the Lord the Lord to be the light within our midst? Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Father truly love us, He does. Does the Spirit move among us, He does. And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those He loves, He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who 
conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue, He has made us a kingdom and priests to God to reign with the Son. Is He worthy? Is He worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Is He worthy of updating us on this year. We're going to take this time now to break into our discovery groups for the kids to go back to their time for uh, their kids message and also we have the donuts coffee so please stick around if you'd like. Um, we're going to break into groups. We have the signs and the sides for age groups and let's fellowship. Let's talk together.